What is going on, squad? My name is Brian Mark. I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business without spending any money on ads, a website, or a funnel. I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month over the course of four years. And in the last two and a half years, I've worked with over a thousand online coaches and a hundred of them have hit $10,000 a month. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What is going on, online fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast. This is the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. In today's episode, I'm joined by two of my homies and also two of the head honchos inside of the Tanky Coaching Academy. We got the one, the only, the midget, Cole. What's up, bro? What up? I fucking laughed so hard. I literally was like, wait for it. Being nice with that one, it's not going to fucking happen. Nope, you can't <laughs> do that. I'm excited for today. can't do fun. that. And then we've got Mr. Jeffrey Eden, who's coming at us from Mexico. What's up, Jeff? What's up, fam? Yo, Mexico's where it's at. Y'all got to get down and visit me. We have a party. I'll Dude, drink I, with you guys. I am coming down to visit you. Me and Kirsten are going to come down there. I think it's December 8th, 9th. There's like, there's like a we're down there for a week. Dude, welcome. You're going to have so dude, much fun. Dude, it's going to be awesome. So we're doing a four-part series, you guys, on the podcast today. Well, I guess all week, not just today. And the four-part series is called Meet the Coaches. So obviously, you guys know who Cole is because Cole comes on the podcast literally every single week. So I don't really need to introduce you. And Cole is my business partner with PT Nomination. And so with that, like, we want to introduce the other people that are, you know, head honchos alongside us in the 10K Coaching Academy. And Jeff is actually the head coach in the 10K Coaching Academy. Jeff, what's up, bro? How, welcome to the podcast. How the fuck are you doing? I'm doing fucking great, dude. It's an amazing day. Literally, I'm alive. I woke up. I slept in today till seven to let my leg rest. But yep. other than that, man, I literally got up, did my morning routine, and went straight to the grind. Yep. It's been so much fun. Good. I love it. So I think I want Cole to touch on this too after I go. But I think one of the biggest reasons that we decided that we were going to hire Jeff as literally the head coach is because homie, when he joined our program, he attended every <laughs> single call of ours. Like every single call. We have like, we had seven calls a week at the time. Now we have like 10 or 11. But he attended every single call of ours for like seven months straight, yeah. nine months straight. Yeah. Basically, by the time he hit $10,000 a month, like he literally knew exactly how we thought. Like he could, like somebody would ask a question and he would answer it like I would answer it because he had attended every single one of my coaching calls for fucking nine months. So like he basically trained himself to think like me and Cole. And Cole, what are, you, like, what are your thoughts on this? Dude, 100%. It was something that we saw right away. Guys, you got to realize, and if you've been listening to like me and Brian speak together, all right, like as business partners, not even just friends, but business partners, me and B have like this very same way of thinking. It's one of the reasons why we're able to move so quickly. And one thing that we saw with Jeff is that he's a fucking sponge. So homie literally showed up, like I said, nine months straight to every fucking call, no matter what, even if he was doing something else, like he just wouldn't have his camera on. He was in the background absorbing information and he just learned consistently. And the next thing you know, we're in our Facebook group going to answer questions to our clients. And Jeff is answering all these questions for us before he's even part of the team, just ride or die helping everybody. And we're like, okay, like that's a characteristic that we fuck with. Like that's a characteristic that we really like that ride or die mentality that show up no matter what I'm fucking dead which we just love and the one reason I like absolutely there's many reasons I love Jeff but one of the biggest things that like made me realize that like this is like head coach potential is so many people come into the tank coaching academy with like bigger followings and then they're they struggle to grow a coaching business and if you have a bigger following and you're struggling to grow a coaching business straight up you're just like not paying close enough attention to the academy like you're just yeah. not and so Jeff came in with like less than a thousand followers he was getting like 50 to 100 likes on all those photos and wait how many followers 320 so Jeff came in with three 120 followers. He was getting less than like 50 likes on all of his photos. And homie started like making $10,000 a month. And that, that to me, I was like, this guy fucking gets it. You know, it's not about the numbers. Like this guy just gets it. So Jeff, let's do like a backstory, bro. I want to go 
way back. Take me on an adventure. So let's talk about born and raised, bro. Where are you born and raised? Born and raised in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I lived there my whole life. I never left. Yeah, this is, oh, I have not thought about Canada since I left Canada other than just to make jokes at you guys for being fucking fall now. But like, <laughs> yo, man, honestly, like, yeah, I grew up in Calgary. I grew up dead broke. Grew up in a really poor family. I have seven brothers and sisters. My dad was the only one who worked. My mom was a full-time stay-at-home mom, so she could basically homeschool us. So that way, my like, we could afford bills and shit. My mom would get up at three o'clock in the fucking morning and deliver the Calgary Herald, the Calgary Sun, and the Calgary Post. And basically, the moment any of us turned eight years old, it was get up with her and deliver the fucking newspapers. That was your job. Cool. That was your only fucking job. If you didn't get up when your fucking when your mom or your dad fucking walked in that room, it was not pretty. It was not a pretty fucking experience. Yeah, that that was my life. And then when I turned nine, I told my mom I wanted an entire paper out to myself so I could start making money because I was tired of fucking like wanting to go to the movies. I was tired of wanting to fucking rent a DVD or fucking actually at that time I think it was still VHS. 100% it was. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking like I just wanted to have income. I just wanted to fucking like take care of myself because I saw my brothers, I saw my sisters all scrounging and fucking begging my dad, begging my mom for like fucking $5. And like we never had a fucking penny. Like I had to do probably a month's worth of chores to get a fucking quarter. Mm-hmm. Like that was a fucking, that to me a quarter was a fuckload of money. So when I started delivering the newspapers, I did an entire route for my mom. I got 150 bucks a month. And man, did I learn how to fucking use that money wise. Like I was like, I had it on my calendar every time I was going to get paid. I had it how much I was going to spend. I had how much I was going to put underneath my mattress and hide. I like, I literally fucking was like, yo, in the next fucking year, we're going to have over eight grand saved, man. We're going to fucking buy a fucking gaming system. We're going to do this. We're going to fucking get a bike. We're going to do that. And I was like, and I was just like, yo, I got to fucking hustle. Like I just, ever since I can remember, it's just been like, I got to work because ain't nobody taking care of me. There's nobody on my side. Mm. That's how I started my life. I feel that. I literally feel it. I actually like, this is cool that we're going here. My family was, you know, I've obviously talked about my upbringing, how when I was younger, like I was born and raised in a trailer park, et cetera. But what I haven't told you guys is like, I was the same way. Like I basically at some point realized that like my family was like struggling for money and I wanted to be successful and I wanted to have things like I wanted to be cool. So like at first I didn't, okay, so I'm going to be fully transparent. You guys, like I just used to steal because I was like, well, nobody's going to fucking give me anything and my family's poor and it's not fair that my family's poor. So I'm just going to fucking steal. So I would just go to the mall with my friends and I'd steal shit. Like I'd steal clothes. I remember I played like magic cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I'd go in and I'd fucking Yu-Gi-Oh shit. I'd steal like, I steal boxes, like full on boxes of Yu-Gi-Oh cards because that was the life that we had like nobody had fucking money and so it was either like that or just like be fought broke and just fucking stay in my house yo on that note i just thanks for reminding me or five or six i got the biggest whooping of my life because i nicked fucking vhs video from blockbusters of power rangers because everybody was talking about power rangers <laughs> and i wasn't allowed to watch it so i fucking put it in my winter jacket as we walked out of the fucking blockbusters my mom found out oh boy was i ever in fucking street that was a bad no, day Dude, i'm actually like thoroughly impressed that you like broke everything down that you used to like handle money like that because i definitely i was the polar opposite all right like i was like obviously you guys know a lot that we went through like when it came down to the event everybody that was at the event got like an even deeper breakdown of the things that i went through that i've never explained brian didn't even hear a lot of the things that i went through before that event when i spoke about my speech but i just left and then i just turned into scrounge mode that was the same thing for me mine was like i'm gonna scrounge to survive and like go through everything like that but it wasn't like i wasn't putting fucking money away in my paper route i had a paper route and i got my ass kicked and everybody stole my fucking papers one time <laughs> I had my little wagon and then some big bully came and beat my ass and took my papers. It was fucking bullshit. But I had never tried to do a paper and it did not work in my favor at all. Not even a little bit. So a little bit of a shithead when you were 
younger. Well, actually, no, I wasn't a shithead. I was the no. fucking, I was the angel of my family. Really? I was actually the good kid. I never wanted to win anything. I never wanted to win Monopoly. I never wanted to win the game I fucking spy. In Alberta, when you go on like big drives, you see who can see the most oil rigs. Like, you know, yeah. like the oil pumpers. It's like, y'all play, oh, oil pumper, oil pumper. Like, y'all see who can count the most. And literally my fucking family be like, yo, I think I see one over there. And I would pretend that I had like fucking Hawkeye vision. Like, oh yeah, you definitely do. That's definitely two over there too. So you get an extra point. And like, that was me growing up. I wanted everybody to be happy. I wanted everybody. Cause like in my family, happiness was not an existing fucking concept yeah like my dad not a drunk by any means but my dad grew up in a very very hostile british home he jumped from a second story will uh window broke his collarbone and his leg running away from his dad's beatings Mm -hmm. so my dad just knew that lifestyle and my dad knew that mentality and so that's what he raised us with and like it was i remember fucking telling a lie so i would get the beating as a kid just so my sibling wouldn't Mm. Like that's, that's the kid I was. That's the kid I was growing up. I was like, I'll take the whoop and I'll take the shit. I don't give a fuck just to make sure that everybody in this house is happy. Mm. Uh, so I'm curious. So coming from this, what caught you started in fitness? Like what was like the, where did the fitness come in to this? Cause obviously like for those of you guys that don't know, Jeff and I actually knew each other because he was an in-person trainer when I started Aesthetic Nation. And like back in the day, like back in the day when I was just getting AE Nation off the ground, Jeff was an in-person trainer. We knew each other. So talk to me about fitness. Like where did fitness come into this equation? Fitness came into the equation after cancer. Mm-hmm. So after cancer, I mean, I was fucking, I was a beach ball. I literally got called beach ball everywhere I fucking went. I was four foot fucking eight and I look like a goddamn ball that you would kick around at the beach. It was fucking, that was just like, you get put on so many water-based steroids. And so I got tired of being made fun of by my family. I got tired of being made fun of when I went to fucking summer camp. I got tired of being made fun of whenever I walked down the fucking street. Cause you're just like literally like a short round fucking thing. It was, it was just mad. And I got pissed off and I was always weak. My brother would beat me up. My fucking, my sisters would beat me up. My fucking, my dad would beat me up. And I just wanted to make everybody happy. But after cancer, I got fucking angry. I got, pissed off with being walked all over i got pissed off with fucking feeling like i was never good enough Mm. like and that was turning point so when i turned 13 i convinced my dad to get me a gym membership at the local fucking like camera what the fuck it was called it was literally just like a five minute bike ride a 20 minute walk from my fucking house and i convinced them to get me a membership and i used my paper out money to pay for it and i fucking was like okay and then i had to take like 13 fucking sessions because i was a minor under 15 i had to like learn how to properly use the equipment and all this shit and that's when my my fitness journey started and Mm. then then i lost it all at 14 that's when i went to the streets so at 14 i was removed from my home by police officers two police officers and my probation officer and i was put on the mentally unstable ward for adolescents at foothills hospital and that's when the anger took over my hatred my disgust with myself and like i went down a dark rabbit hole for the next five years like it was just a rabbit hole of fucking one bad decision after another bad decision after another bad decision with the wrong people like most people thought i'd be dead at 22 i thought i'd be dead at 22 so the fact that i'm fucking alive is next level but when i got some help at 19 i got my very first job working as a body technician I started there every summer just sweeping his floors. He helped me get sober. He helped me get off the streets. He helped me do the stuff. His wife was a cop. Apparently, my name was on a fucking piece of paper that came across her office. So he was like, either you fucking quit that life or you're fired. And I was like, well, fuck. So he helped me out a lot. And then at 19, I was so lost. I had nowhere to go. I had nothing to do because all my fucking homies were still out running the streets. We're still out partying. We're still out doing drugs. And I was just like, I don't know what to fucking do with myself. And I was bored. I remember 
remember my 19-year-old summer, I think it was my 19-year-old summer, I literally sat there and I watched the World Series of Baseball. I was so fucking bored. I was like, "This is is this what my life is going to be? And at that moment, I made a fucking promise to myself. I started doing fucking dips on my couch with my feet on my table. I started doing push-ups from the couch with my hands on the floor. I started doing fucking planks. I started doing air squats. I started doing lunges. And I was like, I'm going to get fucking in shape for the first time ever. And I'm going to fucking take this to the next level. I'm going to become somebody. And like what really sparked that fire in me was like, I wanted to be a soldier because I've been fighting my whole fucking life. So why not fight for a fucking cause? Why not fight for something bigger than myself? I was like, hey, so if you can train hard enough, you can get into basic training. That's easy. Anybody can do basic training, but like, we're not a basic bitch. So like, what can we do to actually take it to the next level? So we're like, so I started diving into research and I was like, hey, I can go combat engineer. I can then go combat diver from combat diver. I can then go pathfinder, which will set me up really good to go seesaw or cansaw. That'll give me the best application possible. Then if I actually go and get my linguistics. So I actually start studying languages and start studying geography. Then I can actually go and actually get a higher chance of being deployed, which means I'm going to be fucking overseas for the rest of my life, giving my life and sacrifice to something bigger than myself. I was like, okay, bet, let's go. And that's where it all started. And I just went head fucking first, dove down that rabbit hole and fucking fought as long and hard as I could. Tried to go to the States to join the Army Rangers at 22. They're like, hey, this is the physical fitness you got to do. And that was like, that's what sparked that fucking fire. I was like, okay, so I I can't do enough pull-ups. I can't do enough bench press. I can't do enough fucking miles. I can't do enough sit-ups. So I can't hold a plank long enough. So let's go. Like, I wanted to go Army Ranger because those boys are just gung-ho soldiers. Like, that was like it. And like, finding a cause for me has always been a bigger driver than for myself because like I dealt with a lot of self-hatred and a lot of self-loathing like you wouldn't fucking believe and like what got me into fitness was wanting to be a soldier so I could protect other people around me because I grew up doing that and then when I was on the streets I had to figure out how to do it and I always got my ass fucking beat and I was just tired of it Mm, dude super super powerful yeah I love it I agree cool anything you want to say before I before I go no not at all I like it let's get Jeff talking let's get Jeff talking we got him talking he's good dude so the soldier and you wanted to be a soldier and that's what got you into fitness and you know you're here so obviously the soldier route didn't end up panning out what point did the passion for fitness turn into i want to train other people how to be fit too that's funny so i I got a job at a body shop and i hated the boss he was a fucking idiot he wanted ferrari quality work in honda civic time and i was like this doesn't work man like that's not how like that's not how you treat your customers and so we would butt heads back and forth and i had been working out at north hill for probably about like a year and a half two years just so everybody knows what north hill is north hill is the gym that me and jeff met at go ahead yeah yeah so like i've been working on there for probably about like yeah like a year or two and like i had great physical transformation i went from deadlifting 95 fucking pounds to deadlifting 225 like guys my deadlift career started at 95 pounds just like everybody how else. much were you deadlifting before the the leg thing before the, i was deadlifting 500 yeah it's a lot it's a lot of weight. <laughs> the most i've ever deadlifted was 465 and after i put it down i felt so lightheaded i I was like, I felt like I was going to pass out. Well, that's a lot of other way. Yeah. No, well, I, can't. I think the most I've ever deadlift is 365. And then I stopped trying to deadlift heavy because I was like, fuck that. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, I'm just going to do other exercises. Bro, I'm like, this is too much. My fucking head hurts. Yeah. The so only reason for my deadlift, though, is for cleans. Because if I can deadlift 600, cleaning 400 is that easy. So you were deadlifting, you transformed, you were working out at the gym. Did you just, like, ask them for a job? No, I got fired from my body shop job. Mm. I didn't Did tell... Running heads? Yeah, so I didn't tell anybody I lost my job. And you're going to remember this, Doreen, the fitness manager, yeah. walks up to me two days after I got fired and was like, yo, here, sign these papers. I was like, what? She's like, I'm hiring you as a fitness coach. I was like... I don't have a piece of paper. I'm not qualified. I don't 
don't, I've never gone to school for this. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. She's like, that's okay. We're going to pay for it. Don't worry about it. So World, right, Health, right. World Health paid for me to uh, get my CamFit Pro. But cool. I failed the exam three or four times. Crazy. Yeah. I had to drive up to Edmonton to pass the exam. Yeah. The, the guy called me. He's like, do you have a learning disability? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, do you have dyslexia? I was like, well, I have ADHD. I have dyslexia. I have a reading, writing comprehension of grade five. I fucking don't know how to read where shit is. Like, I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, I'm going to ask you some questions. So he's like, okay, what's this and this? And I give him the answer. He's like, dude, you know your shit. You literally just put everything backwards. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, dude, you put everything on the wrong side of the paper and everything on that was supposed to be on that side on the other side. I was like, <laughs> oh, he's like, you know your shit. You're good. Have a nice day. You got an 80. Bye-bye. Oh, that's so funny. Crazy. At that point, I've been working in the gym for two months because yeah. I didn't have a piece of paper. I wasn't allowed to train anybody. Yeah. And then literally the moment I got that piece of paper, I fucking like, and I'd already been hitting the floor so hard, like so hard. The moment that fucking I got that phone call and uh, yeah, you passed. I went out and got eight clients that same fucking day. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. I was like, I'm fucking hungry. I got to pay my bills now. My probation just ended. I got zero. And like, you know, like you got your probation of like two grand for fucking your first two months. And it was like yeah. after taxes, like 1600 bucks. Like yeah. my fucking rent was $800. My car <laughs> payment was $400. My car insurance was $300. Yeah. You worked at that gym for how long? How long did you stay there? Two years, right? Three years, 11 months, wow. and two weeks. Wow. I had no idea you were in person training for that long. Yeah, dude. I was. I had 44 active clients when I left the gym. I actually ended up becoming a knee rehab specialist because yeah. we had nobody in the That's gym good. who could do that. And I was just like, like, there's a lot of people here who have knee issues and they keep coming to this fucking gym and nobody seems to know how to help them. So guess what I did? I was like, time to go fucking learn. And then yeah, I just started cool, prospecting right? them. I started that's- prospecting them, gave them like exercises, gave them some rehab drills. They come back and be like, holy fuck, my knee feels way better. Like, how do I work with you? I was like, yo, sit down. Let's talk about it. Boom, boom, boom. Now I've got like a roster of fucking like 12 people all doing knee rehab. You know, it's funny. So for those of you guys that are not in the academy, Jeff, every Thursday, I believe, does a series called Coaching Your Clients. And he he teaches you all, all of these things. So he was, he's been an in-person trainer for a long time and he gives you all of the nuggets. 100%. Yeah. So you're a, an in-person trainer for around three years, Jeff. Now, what made you want to start online? Like, why did you want to take your business online? Um, the pandemic fucked me in the asshole. That's amazing. That is the best answer ever. I'd actually put in my one month notice at the gym. So I was like, yo, I'm going to like work with my clients for the next month. I'm going to actually start set them up with the next trainer. So that way they're all going to be taken care of because I know exactly what they need. And I had already purchased a fucking plane ticket to France. April 23rd, 2020, I was getting on a fucking plane to go join the French Foreign Legion. Why? Why? Because career soldier. I was like, I'm going to fucking go after my goal. Let's go. It's time. I hated in person. Well, I, no, I didn't hate in person. That's a wrong answer. I hated the people I worked with Hmm. so goddamn much because I mean anybody who's ever worked in an in-person gym I couldn't stand the fact that somebody would go and work with their client and then they would go in the back room and make fun of that fucking said client with all the other coaches for the next fucking 10 minutes I couldn't understand that level of fucking hypocrisy I was like this person's paying you good fucking money. You come back here and make fun of them for them not knowing how to work out, but that's your fucking job is to teach them how to work out. So who's really the one who should be made fun of right now? You or them. And because I'm the guy, I say my piece, I say my mind, I don't hold back. If I don't fucking agree with you, you're going to know. 
And I would say this to them. And so I was the black sheep. I was friends with like maybe only the physiotherapist. No, no, the massage therapist at our gym. Me and her were the only people who I got along with. Everybody else at the gym fucking hated me. Talked smack behind my back. Made fun of me. Said I didn't know how to train people. Said I didn't know how to work with clients. Said I shouldn't be a fucking in-person trainer yet. I'm the one who's got the biggest business out of everybody down there. I'm like, y'all keep talking while you're back there. And I'm just going to go train my clients and make some money. Have a nice day. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, I'm going to put the Brian Marker. So the pandemic screwed you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's the, the Brian Marker way of saying it. Pandemic screwed you. And I'm actually going to tell, I want to jump into this little part of the story. So when Jeff reached out to me, Jeff, the program that we had at the time, it was, it was like a starter pack. It was just a starter pack. That was it. And Jeff was like, he's so fucking in. And I had known Jeff for a long time and I knew he was serious, but he's like, bro, like I'm super fucking serious, but I just do not have, I don't have the funds, but I really want this, but I don't have the funds. I really want this, but I don't have the funds. So like I had known Jeff for a while. So I started like, you know, dropping him some fucking hints. I'm like, do this and then do this and then do this and then do this. Yep. And then two weeks later, Jeff comes back. He's like, it all worked. I'm going to pay you. They yep. fucking paid me in full. And dude, I remember when you paid me, I, it was actually pretty special for me. Cause I was like, I like, so for those of you guys that know a little bit of my backstory, like people in Calgary, some people really like me. The majority of the people don't because when you separate yourself from the pack in such an exponential way, like people are just like, fuck that guy. So I knew that, you know, my reputation in Calgary wasn't so good. And so because I'd started to pick up a bunch of Calgary clients in my head, I was like, oh shit, like the tides are changing. And that was like a year and a half ago. So when Jeff signed up, I was super excited because I could sense that the Calgary tides were changing. And now like I get clients from Calgary left, right and center. And it like, it doesn't really like my past doesn't follow me anymore yo the people i used to work with who worked with brian are the biggest smack talkers and they would go everywhere and be like oh brian's never gonna succeed brian's never gonna win guess what motherfuckers i don't even talk to them anymore i don't even know i'm like somebody will say do you hear that you're talking smack?" i'm like you can't talk anymore like i we own a fucking gym in Cologne. it's the biggest gym in western canada like you can no longer you can't say anything but i want you to talk about like what did pt domination do for you oh god like when you joined the program and you didn't know cole at the time too no nah. you and cole became like boys so like what did pt dom do for you what did pt dom do for holy fuck this is gonna sound like a goddamn infomercial <laughs> what did pt dom do for me holy shit so i'm about two months into the program i hadn't had any success with getting any clients since i got on the program since i got my initial 17 which allowed me to pay for the program i was fucking like stewing in my fucking head my clients were fucking messaging me talking about suicide it made me start thinking about suicide i post in the facebook group talking about exactly what i was going through this fucking guy brian Hops on a fucking call with me for 10 minutes. He's like, bro, it's fine. Like literally just like levels me. I was like, what can you control? What can you do? How can you fucking level up? What can you do next? And I was like, boom, light bulb. Fucking went right back to the grindstone. Started fucking growing my business. Within another three fucking months, I was sitting at 8K. I remember that. So, And that's only the that. fucking, that's only like the, the tip of what you guys did for me. I remember that. There was a post in the group and it was like, I remember it was like, it was like, I take that shit super seriously, by the way. Like when somebody like tells me that they're like thinking about, they'd be like, I'm thinking about suicide. I was like, uh-uh. Like, I, I saw it and I was like, I'm fucking calling this dude. I remember I called you, I FaceTimed you and we just yep. chatted on the deck. And, and I remember having that conversation. We just chatted it out and had a conversation. Super 
super cool. Like, dude, my mindset went from fucking scarcity. Like, I'm a fuck. Like, you, you talked about stealing as, like, a kid growing up. Like, when I lived on the streets, I became an expert at learning how to, like, navigate fucking stores, navigate situations, and, like, get whatever I needed whenever I wanted for nothing. And, like, that was, like, where I was when I started my online business. I was like, do I have to go back to that lifestyle? Do I have to go back to being this person? And, like, the mindset that I fucking learned. Like, the morning routine, the gratitude, the affirmations, the I'm proud of myself, the freaking, like, guys, like, the 10K is probably one of, like, the best business programs, not just because it te- taught me how to get my systems not because it taught me how to get clients it taught me how to respect myself it taught me how to love myself it taught me how to look in the mirror and be like jeff you're a good fucking person and you can change lives today because you have that opportunity because you're still breathing oxygen and it's like i literally went from like what's the point in being alive to like oh my god if somebody ever talks to me about freaking suicide i'm gonna jump down their throats with so much goddamn love they never think about that again Mm. like What's the 10K Academy? What did PT Dom do? You guys gave me life. You guys literally breathed life back into a soulless freaking body. Like, hey guys, I'm going to glow for a second. I live in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. I have never traveled outside of fucking Canada. I have never been anywhere. And now I'm living in Mexico. Literally every day is a vacation. I want to go for a 10 minute siesta on the freaking rooftop and bathe in the sun. I want to go see the beach. I look out my freaking window. I want to go freaking for a walk down the street meet some cool people. I want to go to the gym. Like everything is within walking distance. Everything is fucking amazing. I don't even need to wear a shirt. I can just like chill. There's no masks. There's just like, what's up everybody? Welcome to paradise. (laughs) There's palm trees. Like guys, like the 10K Academy is like PT domination. Like you're not just going to learn your business. You're going to learn yourself. And like for the first time in your life, if you fucking really take a chance on yourself, you're going to learn how to be the person you fucking know is deep inside your core, the person you've always wanted to be and you've been too scared to be because you've surrounded yourself with people who freaking either talk shit behind your back and so you're still trying to impress them for some reason or people who constantly just want to party, get drunk and forget about reality because it's easier that way. Like I'm two years sober. That's what my butterfly tattoo means. I'm two years sober. Nobody in the academy ever judged me for going through that experience. Nobody ever belittled me and like, like holy, like the academy is like, you get to learn yourself. You get to learn others. You get to learn how to be the best version of yourself. You get to learn how to make an income changing people's lives so they love themselves and their friends and family. And then you get to go and travel the world and make that fucking energy that you now got inside of you contagious to every single person you meet. The amount of friends I have in Mexico that I never had in Calgary. Like, dude, I walked down the street and was like, hey, Jeff, hey, what's going on? Like, literally, I walked down the street, I walk in the gym and everybody knows who I am. I'm just some dude from Canada. But I, <laughs> I have that infectious energy that I learned and I cultivated because the 10K, because the PT domination gave me the ability to freaking believe in myself let's fucking go did can anybody sense why me and cole decided to make jeff the head coach 100 percent. like that's what i mean my entire thing with this entire podcast is like yo i just got we just gotta get jeff talking and then fucking i'm just gonna sit back and fucking not say the fucking thing just let jeff do his thing but oh man like i fuck you. like i love you too like, when you guys gave me the option like you're like hey jeff like you want to work for us is like like is that even a question like are you joking me and it's yeah. like hey jeff you can join the mastermind or you can take on more responsibilities and we'll mentor you i was like i'll take the latter 
Because it's like, <laughs> hey, Jeff, like, we, we need a head coach. Like, do you know anybody? Do you think that there's anybody who, like, you, you like? I was like, yeah, pick me, motherfucker. <laughs> also, Caleb Zisk is in the comments, and he said, what about me? Caleb Zisk, you're tomorrow, motherfucker. All right? You're tomorrow. Jeff's spotlight right now. Jeff gets a spotlight. You get it tomorrow, right? <sighs> Literally, like, the moment there was an opportunity to step into PT Dom after everything it had done for me, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. Because it meant I got to instill the same shit that was instilled in me onto everybody else. It's why I love the kickoff calls. It's why I love my coaching calls. It's why when I'm in the DMs with somebody, it's why when I'm on a call, like, I'm not just like, hey, everybody, like, super excited to, like, have this call with you and super excited to teach you something. I'm like, are you freaking ready to learn? Like, holy <laughs> crap, guys. Like, I'm freaking stoked. I've got a broken leg. I'll hobble the hell around. I don't care. Like, it was a no-brainer because, like, I closed my PT business down because I was like, I can focus solely on these people who needed exactly what I needed a year ago. Yeah. And I can get them to the same place I got to and then they can turn around and do the exact same thing and it's like yeah, it's like it. the moment you succeed reach down and freaking pull somebody up and you yeah. just keep reaching and there's another freaking hand like when I became the head coach I think we had like it was like 103 students cross like the 10k mark and now we're at 173 174 174 I missed one sorry my bad <laughs> we just had two today <laughs> yo but right like like just like being able to like have those conversations with those people and just like yo yeah you got this like this is the system this is what I did change this do that and they're like light bulb and then they boom they accelerate and explode overnight like and i like so that's the biggest reason that cole and i wanted to start like bringing the co coaches on the podcast more and because like you, when you guys see the the numbers in my bio like the numbers in my bio are a reflection of how like well my team works you know yeah. like how well our fucking team works how well like there were numbers in the bio are a reflection of like cole the silva's lives in the fucking academy the reflection of jeff introducing the people to the fucking group they're a reflection of caleb's this dropping fire on fucking mindset monday they're a reflection of nick matthews being in the group and serving the people at, that are at zero to 5k you know what i mean they're a reflection of Brady, like delivering self-love and delivering the feminine energy to the community that we need. It's like, like everything that we're doing inside of the 10K Coaching Academy, like we work in sync and we work as a team. And so I think that's, it's why it's so important that like we introduce you guys to the coaches and like tell you why we made them coaches so that you guys can see like what me and Cool see in them. It all complements each other. And that's the main thing. Like when it first started, guys, it was me and B and we had two polarizing energies. Okay. B was very like positive type of like self-love, but I'm going to give you a little bit of like breakdown. And mine was like the intense aggressive leadership type of tough love um but it worked and it complemented each other and people fucking got a lot of good, great results because of it but when we started to bring all right people into positions and cement them as authorities it was just game over now like we already knew we had the best fucking business coaching industry like company in the entire world industry in the entire world we're just gonna take with the entire industry that's what i'm gonna call it now on fuck yeah now it's like cemented because it's not just us mm -hmm. right? it's not just us teaching we have a team that like literally lives and breathes this shit on a daily fucking basis and i feel like you guys can feel that just by listening to jeff talk the entire time and us just staying fucking silent and allowing him to see what the fuck he's about dude and i think what's important is that we have a team that's super high level Yep. It's like our team is like everybody on our team can hold their fucking own and everyone on our team has done the thing that you're trying to do. And that's yep. the key because I've, I've seen other mentorship programs. I've, I've been in mentorship programs where like the assistant coaches are like, I'm like, I know for a fact you've never done what I'm trying to do based on the way that you're acting. You've never made more than fucking $3,000. <laughs> Dude, I know. And it's like, I'm fucking no, I know. I, like, I'm, I know that I'm here for this person, but I know for a fact you have not done what I want to do. And so like, that's why it's so important that we bring in keep and coaches that are like leading by example. So Jeff, I'm curious for those people People that are listening to this that you know they might be in the academy they might not be what sort of impact do you aspire to have on coaches on a daily fucking basis in the 10k coaching academy 
fucking see their own self value for the first time. A lot of times I notice like everybody struggles with this because we all got into fitness because like we were low. Something happened in our life. We were depressed. There was something going on. And like we went to the gym to find that safe place. And so when we come online for the first time, we're stepping out of our safe place, which is the gym, right? Like, and it's scary as hell. And like, these I never coaches, thought about it like that. That makes a lot of sense though. Yeah. yeah but like these, these coaches know what they're talking about. They've done their own transformation. Even if they haven't worked with somebody yet, they've, they've helped their friend out. They gave their mom an idea on how to actually like, you know, start getting healthier. They, they've helped people out, even though they've never worked or gotten paid to work with somebody yet. And so it's just like, want them to believe in themselves for the very first time that it's possible for them because if one person has done it and we have 174 people that have done it yeah it's possible for you so yep. if you realize like okay there's 174 students in this academy that have broken the 10k mark yep. that means that out of 11 almost 1100 students there is over a two percent chance that i'm gonna have the same success 20 percent chance but okay thank you math today math, <laughs> math today math is my strong suit yo right but like you have a 20 percent chance at exceeding where most business programs are like, oh yeah, you know, like you'll, you'll make like, oh yeah, we promise you'll make like, you know, we'll triple your income in the next 90 days and you never hear again from your mentor. Dude, and it's like, you know, it's funny. People in my, like always ask me, they're like, yo, like out of like a thousand students, you only have 174 at 10K, what the fuck? It's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't count the amount of students that I have from like $2,000 a month to $10,000 a month. And there's a fuckload. There's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students that are between 2K, and 10k per month so yeah. like i really do like think that like we downplay the amount of success like, success that's we in do. our coaching program because we don't want to fucking look like boisterous dicks but like the academy is like i truthfully believe this the only way you don't succeed in the academy is if you don't follow the fucking units hands down that's it if you literally do not succeed in our program you're not fucking paying attention you're not asking questions you're not listening to the things that we've laid out and honestly i'm going to say it one more time we downplay the success and focus on just the 10k number because if we were to tell you every single person that doubled tripled quadrupled their fucking income retired their parents bought their fucking family a car a house etc you guys would hate us even fucking more be fucking real for a second if we were to know all the success in that academy it'd be game over like people with there we already got haters for you guys not believing in 10k you ain't gonna believe the fucking people buying their fucking families homes and cars and doubling slash tripling their fucking income like that's yep. why we focus on one number it's honestly like you're going to see success if you just listen dude honestly listen. like the units are laid out so perfectly for you that if you just do the first video, implement it, actually make sure you got the right information by asking in the Facebook group, hey, I took this away. Did this work? Did I get everything? Oh yeah, you missed this one thing. Okay, perfect. Go rewatch it and you'll know it all. Then you rewatch that one video twice. Now you've got that information instilled in your brain. Now you move on to the next one. You do the exact same thing. Then you watch the next one. You do the exact same thing. I talked about this on the podcast yesterday. I'm like, when I find a concept that works, you guys, like, and I do this when I, like, I told Cole this, I listened to a podcast that was like two weeks ago and it hit me so hard that I listened to the same podcast 20 times so that I could like really internalize the fucking message that it was trying to say. And it's the same thing with like, when you're in the 10K Coaching Academy and you watch the DM Messenger process, it literally says in brackets, watch, watch this a hundred times. times. Because you should until it literally becomes automatic because that's like the foundation, the framework that you're using to communicate. I can tell Cole really wants to say something. It's the fucking framework for success, guys. All right, like you need to realize that if you watch an okay, fucking hour, let's say 10 minutes, 
a 10 minute training on anything, success, inspiration, motivation, mindset, fucking sales, content, anything. If you listen to it 10 more times, you are always going to be able to take it another word and it's going to hit you a different way. Guys, think about a movie. All right. Think about your favorite movie. My favorite movie of all time is Lion King. Okay. It was my fucking favorite movie when I grew up. Loser. Literally, hands down, Lion King, though. Like, I'm not even, I'm not even apologize. My entire life. I just really wanted to say loser on the podcast. When you guys watch the movie, you're always catching something something new every single fucking time i'm not because i've watched it 400 fucking times now um <laughs> you get the point you guys will watch a new movie in the theater you'll be like that was lit and then you'll remember one part like that was my favorite part but then you watch it four months later on your fucking tv and you're like oh there we go oh i didn't catch that the first time what can happen it's Yo, the same thing with the fucking units and learning so you can expand your mind i tell people i've watched the units 11 times which is the truth but that doesn't equate all the times i've watched one particular video 50 plus times specifically. Yeah. Dude, here's my thing is I, I'm, I actually have a confession for you. I'm very like, I'm lazy by nature. I, I mean that like my nature is like, and that sounds weird to most people, but I'm lazy by nature. And so when I watch videos, I don't like to take notes. I really don't. It's fucking boring. Same. So what I do okay. is I'll listen to the video like a hundred times. Cause I know that if I just listen to it a hundred times that my brain is eventually going to pick up on the information in the video and I don't have to take notes on it. So yeah. that is me like hacking fucking taking notes during presentations. Cause I really just do not like doing that. But guys, it's like, we're giving you some fa- like, this is cool that we got into this by accident because this is some foundations for success so jeff let's kind of wrap this podcast up so let's do it is there any like so like is there any kind of like insights or nuggets or you know last words of inspiration that you want to give to the podcast listeners that are tuning in right now that just heard el jefe's story a golden nugget that i see it over and over again is overlooked is the overthinking process like the most, like the biggest thing that clicked for me was to stop thinking so much and to start doing because mm. like everybody just wants to be like, is this perfect? 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 That doesn't matter. If you want to be perfect, it's the same way as your bicep curl. It's the same way as your nutrition. It's the same way as your deadlift. It takes 10,000 reps. So if oh. you write one post 10,000 times, how good's it going to get? Mm-hmm. The biggest, like I am dyslexic. Like Brian once did a lovely content audit for me. He's like, Jeff, stop using so many goddamn emojis. Stop using so many explanation points. It looks like you're screaming at your audience and you have no freaking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Literally tore me a brand new asshole. But it's like, cause I was overthinking the process so much. And like, The one nugget that really hit home for me was stop thinking and start doing because you do it every day anyways. So why, when you go to put into a video, why, when you go to put into a written post, do you have to complicate the process? It's not X squared times the circumference of the hypotenuse of the rectangle divided (laughs) by the circle. Nobody cares. It's one plus one equals fucking window. Let's go see through it. That's the biggest golden nugget is like simplify your process. Mm -hmm. If you're writing a piece of content, imagine you're giving the advice to your best friend and watch how easy that content comes out if you're filming a video be like would my friend or would i want to watch this no not really then don't post that video that's and go it. refilm it. That's it right there. Everybody write that the fuck down. All right, when you're like writing that. your post, just get it done. Okay, count to three, start writing and picture like you're writing to your best friend. That honestly right there, that nugget right there, you guys start doing that, it'll change the fucking game. On every avatar training I've ever done in the Facebook group, that's what I talk about. Like I promise you, three quarters of my content, and I know Brian could probably agree with this as well, comes from listening to my friends or listening to people bitch about stuff or listening to my clients bitch about stuff or 
like listening to things around me. And then once I'm done my piece of content, I show it to my fucking friends to get their opinion because it's easier to explain stuff to them to explain something to somebody I don't know. Yep. Thousand percent. I like that. The biggest secret I'm going to give to everybody. If you want to make $10,000 aside from joining the 10 K Academy, cause that's the obvious, the biggest secret, if you really want to make $10,000 is realize who you're hanging around. If you are hanging around the friends that you get drunk with and the friends you get high with and the people who always like whenever you tell them this really big vision and they're like, oh, that's awesome. Like one day in the future, the people who shut down your visions are the people you need to really limit your time with. Facts. Like preach, bro. Say it again. The people who shut down your dreams are the people you need to limit your time with. And that agree a hundred percent. It may be friends. It may be family. It may be a significant other. Not everybody. And this is the cool part about being a human. Not everyone is gifted with your vision. So sometimes you have to start the journey on your own. And then you find the people who are meant to be on your vision. Well, I'm going to get lit right now. I'm about to start losing it and start screaming. (laughs) Do it. Guys, I literally fucking preach this shit so goddamn much. Like, I want to reiterate what Jeff just said, okay? That may be your family. That means your fucking mom, your dad, your sisters, your brothers, your everybody around you in your fucking family. If they are crushing your dreams, stop fucking going to hang out at your mom's house and listen to her bitch about how you should be doing something better with your life. Just stop it. Hey, Nick Matthews is a prime example of that. Fucking time. Friends, same thing. Coworkers, same. You might have to go to work. And see them, but stop sharing your fucking dreams with them because they're always gonna shit on them. Yo, guys, you wanna know? You, you, so I love this. Uh, it actually took me a long time for me to let anybody into my life after I became a drug addict because everyone around me was like doing drugs, partying, drinking, etc. And once I started to get my life on track, it's almost like everyone that I hung out with was like, I, I just felt like I would make friends with them, but it, like they weren't like interested in like progressing as fast as I would. And this might sound fucked up, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Like I'm not interested in being super super close to people that aren't interested in making massive forward progress. And so I spent like 24, 25, 26, I spent it fucking solo. Like I was just by myself doing my own fucking thing. And like, did I have a couple of friends that I'd see? Like, yeah, hundred percent. But also those were usually the friends that I'd go out on the weekend and, and then I'd get fucked up. And then I'd be like, oh, you're such a dumbass. And then I'd have to go back to being solo. And the only friends that I had were my fucking clients. Because like, that's how me and Cole became so close. But it's like, guys, that's what it fucking took to make Aesthetic Nation like win is I just had to get like so focused on building this fucking thing and just cut out all the distractions, cut out all the negative people, not call my fucking mom, like just not call the people that are like, that don't understand and not try to explain. And this is another thing, right? Is how many of you guys try to explain your vision to people that don't understand? It's like, you're trying to fucking speak German to somebody that doesn't speak German, you know? Guys, limit the fucking time you're hanging out with people that don't understand your vision and your dreams. Because again, I literally just did a video on this. I was doing a live stream yesterday. I did my podcast and somebody asked on my fucking TikTok, like, I need support. I need people to motivate me. Like, how do I get people to support my dreams? And literally my response was, you don't. They're your fucking dreams. Support yourself. Yes. Where you guys turn around and you fucking want to achieve great things. You want to see a transformation like Jeff, a transformation like Brian. But then you're wondering why your mom or your friend from fucking high school won't support you. It's because it's your fucking vision and it's your fucking dream. Support yourself. Yep. All right, stop getting angry at them because they don't see the fucking vision here. Also, stop getting angry at them because they want to go get drunk on the weekends. That's their life. Stop fucking going to hang out with them if you don't want to be doing that. Guys, I can't tell you how many times because I didn't want to be alone that night. I would go to the bar, but I stayed sober because I didn't want to be alone. I was like, I have two choices. I can 
go hang out with people and not get fucked up or I can stay at home. So I wanted to hang around people. So I went there and I didn't drink. I just drank water all fucking night. The first time I met Brian and Cole, they're all drinking. It was Brian's birthday party. Yeah. And like, Jeff, like you want to drink? I wasn't comfortable enough around them to have a drink. So I stayed fucking sober. I stood I there that. and drank juice all night. I was fine I with that, that because it was just that. like, I wasn't comfortable enough to do that because I wasn't ready to allow myself to have that freedom. But I still made sure that I hung around people who were pushing greatness. These guys always push for greatness, always push for greatness, but they know when to allow themselves the ability to rest. And by hanging around them, I've learned I'm always going to, I'm never going to stop pushing. I outwork fucking 95% of the people I fucking talk to. Probably Brian and Cole are probably the only two people I'm still chasing that I'll fucking outwork. But it's like, I, that's just my personality. But like, I want to always progress. I don't need to progress financially every day, but I need to progress mentally because I'm so scared of going backwards. And so it's like, if you're willing to allow your best friend, your girlfriend to come into your life and be like, you know, like, dude, you got to cut loose and relax. Yo, honestly, like, what is that going to do? You mean like, fucking relax. You've been relaxing your whole life. That's why you're broke. That's, you don't need a fucking cheat meal if you've been cheat mealing for the last 23 right? fucking years. Dude, All right, exactly. Up. Like, fucking grow up. Like, stop waiting for somebody to save you because nobody's coming. How did I get in this position right now? I didn't get in this position by like, Brian, we used to know each other. Like, can I like come work with you? Like, can you? No, I was like, yo, Brian, what's up? We haven't talked in forever. What's going on? I need help. Okay, let me fucking learn. And then I, I literally treated Brian like a fucking complete stranger. Like I'd never met him before. I talked to Cole. I was like, hey, don't know who you are. I'm going to treat you the same way I treat Brian. Let's fucking go. Oh. Just ask Jeff. He hustled, he grinded, and he got there. <laughs> For those of you guys that are tuning into the podcast, Jeff's audio, or Jeff just literally disappeared off He just screen. got kicked the fuck out. He, he had so much heat that he just got kicked the fuck He's out. He's always bragging about Mexico. Mexico. I fucking hustled, okay? <laughs> See how hard I hustled? I hustled to get back on here. I hustled to get back on here, motherfuckers. Always hustle. Never quit. If you want to win, hang around people who inspire you to level up. Don't hang around people who inspire you to enjoy the moment because yeah, the uh, moment's fucking waste of time. Britsy said that your laptop must have exploded. You know why I love Jeff? Because Jeff just got kicked the fuck right out the call, came back and just didn't even skip a beat. I know, I love it. I know, I love it too. Like kept his speech fucking going. It was Dude, like he walked on the, the dog, fell in the water and then just came right back <laughs> This is the same motherfucker that got hit by a van two weeks ago and the next day gets on a, gets on a live and does a coaching call. Yeah. But Same fucking dude. Fucking the day after that, he's in the gym with his fucking leg propped up on the fucking bench doing like whatever the fuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a video too. All right, guys. So Jeff, those people that are listening to the podcast that were inspired by you, where do they find you on IG? You find me at Jeff Eden Fitness or Jeff Eden underscore fitness. You find me at Jeffrey Eden Facebook. You find me at Jeff Eden Fitness on TikTok. If you really want to fucking find me, get, get your ass inside the 10K Academy because I'll fucking level you up like you ain't never been leveled up before. Let's go. And uh, guys, that you heard it here first. Like Jeff is the fucking man. Like when you get into the Academy, like Jeff has worked alongside me and Cole for the last year. It's been a, like a fucking wild ride. And we yeah. taught him everything we know. And it's just like, he fucking, he thinks like us. He thinks like us. He acts like us. And he's supporting our students on a completely new frequency so that's fucking technically cool. you act like me because i'm the oldest okay i'm gonna remove jeff from the live stream now thank you so much for joining us appreciate you <laughs> cole where do they find you bro? yo y'all already know cole looks itself on ig and tiktok or the wake up the wolf podcast guys that's it's all that's all thank you so much for tuning in peace love protein have the best day everyone we'll talk to you soon